I'm truly glad to have you here because I believe we are quick listeners, hearing readers, and hopeful practitioners of Torah. The instructions the Mighty One has given to man for our benefit. Special shout out to partakers of the glad tidings in Trinidad and Tobago and wherever hearing ears and understanding hearts may be found throughout this beautiful earth made for man to inhabit for the age of the ages. Watch out for the audio version of the Revelation Review, the Parable of the Sower, which is um, airing right now. You may catch up on previous articles, episodes, shopping, and any in particulars when you visit the links available at the official links page http colon forward slash forward slash cuda dot io slash dm10 this week the readings concern the pursuit of justice the instructions provided require judges to methodically investigate any case presented before them and to place no value on the testimony of less than two witnesses. Diligent investigation of cases brought before the court will ensure that evil does not have any hiding place among the people of the Mighty One. This episode is um, The Pursuit of Justice, Parasha Shoftim, on Right Rulers, and the readings are from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, from verse 14 to verse, um, to, from verse 19, um, chapter 19, sorry, to verse 14, from verse 14 to chapter 21, verse 19. <clears throat> I'll take that again. Um, the readings are from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, from verse 14 to chapter 21, verse 9. For the half Torah portions, the book is from um, Isaiah chapter 51 verses 12 to chapter 52 verse 12. And reading from Deuteronomy chapter 19 verse 14 to 21, You shall not remove your neighbor's landmark which they of old time have set in your inheritance which you shall inherit. In the land that Yahweh your mighty one gives you to possess, one witness shall not rise up against the man for any iniquity or for any sin that he sins. At the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall a matter be established. If an unrighteous witness rises up against any man to testify against him of wrongdoing, then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before Yahweh, before the priests and the judges who shall be in those days. The judges shall make diligent investigation, and behold, if the witness is a false witness and has testified falsely against his brother, then you shall do to him as he had thought to do to his brother, so you shall remove the evil from among you. Those who remain shall hear and fear, and will never again commit any such evil among you. Your eye shall not pity, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. End of quote. 
The people of the mighty ones should be brave and not be afraid of the devices of the enemy when faced with warfare because the mighty one is with them and fights for them. In Deuteronomy chapter 20 from verse 1 to 4, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and a people more numerous than you, you shall not be afraid of them. For Yahweh your mighty one is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. It shall be when you draw near to the battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people and shall tell them, Hear Israel, you draw near today to battle against your enemies. Don't let your heart faint. Don't be afraid nor tremble. Neither be scared of them. For Yahweh your mighty one is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Special exemptions from military service must be announced whenever the people are faced with a war against the enemy, including for people who are tender and soft-hearted. These kind of persons are usually translated, or this word, um, the word raka, um, is usually translated in most versions as some fearful and faint-hearted. As you will find from the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 5 to 9. The officers shall speak to the people saying, What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle. And another man dedicate it. What man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not used it, used its fruit? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle. And another man use his fruit. What man is there who has pledged to be married to a wife and has not taken her? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle, and other men take her. The officers shall speak further to the people, and they shall say, What man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest his brother's heart melts as his heart. It shall be, when the officers have finished speaking to the people, that they shall appoint captains of armies at the head of the people. End of quote. No war must be fought without the people of the mighty one first offering peace terms or conditions. If the peace is refused, then they may begin to fight against the enemy. However, even when fighting, they must take special care to avoid harming women and children. And going back to the offer of peace, if you observe the instruction that Yehoshua Messiah left to his um, disciples when he sent them out to preach, he said, when you go to any place, first do what? Offer them peace. So it's like um, when elsewhere in the scripture it says our war is not against flesh and blood. So yes, as we preach the word, we are actually in a battle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. But first, to whatever house we come with a message of peace, we offer peace. And in Deuteronomy chapter 20, from verse 10 to 14, it says, When you draw near to a city to fight against it, then proclaim peace to it. It shall be, if it gives you answer of peace and opens to you, then it shall be that all the poor who are found therein shall become forced liberals to you and shall serve you. If it will make no peace with you, but will make war against you, then you shall besiege it. When Yahweh your mighty one delivers it into your hand, you shall strike every male of it with the edge of the sword. But the women, the little ones, the livestock, and all that is in the city, even all this plunder, you shall take for plunder for yourself. You may use the plunder of your enemies, which Yahweh your mighty one has given you. End of quote. 
why the people had to take care when at war not to harm women and children, livestock and trees, this exemption did not apply to those nations that the Mighty One was uprooting for his people to inhabit their land, because they stubbornly refused to accept the truth of his existence, like the seed that fell by the wayside in the parable of the sower. Even though he had been patient with them over 400 years, their wickedness and evil had put them under the ban like those in the days of Noah when the flood destroyed all but eight persons. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 20 from verse 15 to 20, thus you shall do to all the cattle which are, thus you shall do to all the cities which are very far off from you, which are not of the cities of these nations, but of the cities of this of these people that Yahweh your mighty one gives you for an inheritance, you shall save alive nothing that breeds but he shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite, as Yahweh your mighty one has commanded you, that they not teach you to follow all their abominations which they have done for their idols. So would you sin against Yahweh your mighty one, when you shall besiege a city a long time, in making war against it to take it, you shall not destroy its trees by wielding an axe against them, for you may eat of them. You shall not cut them down, for it for is the tree of the field man that it should be besieged by you. Only the trees that you know are not trees for food. You shall destroy and cut them down. You shall build bulwarks against the city that makes war with you until it falls. In pursuit of justice, when a man is found dead by foul means, and his murderer was not caught, the elders of the nearest city to the dead man would take a female cow that had never been yoked and break its neck in a valley with running water and wash their hands over the female cow. In Deuteronomy chapter 21 from verse 1 to 6, if someone is found slain in the land which Yahweh your mighty one gives you to possess lying in the field, and it isn't known who has struck him, then your elders and your judges shall come out, and they shall measure to the cities which are around about him who is slain it shall be that the elders of the city which is nearest to the slain man shall take a heifer of the head which hasn't been worked with and which has not drawn in the yoke the elders of that city shall bring the heifer down to a valley with running water which is neither plowed nor sown and shall break the heifer's neck there in the valley the priests, the sons of lewi shall come near for them yahweh your mighty one has chosen to minister to him and to bless in Yahweh's name. And according to their word shall every controversy and every assault be decided. All the elders of that city which is nearest to the slain man shall wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. End of quote. The elders washed their hands over the female cow to show they had no hand in the person's death and that the innocent blood should not cry out against them to the mighty one. This is what Pontius Pilate tried to do when he sought to be free from the blood of Yahushua Messiah. In Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 7 to 9, they shall answer and say, Our hands have not shed this blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Forgive Yahweh your people, Israel, whom you have redeemed, and don't allow innocent blood among your people, Israel. The blood shall be forgiven them, so you shall put away the innocent blood from among you, when you shall do that which is right in Yahweh's eyes. And to go back to Pilate trying the same remedy in Matthew chapter 27 verse 24 when Pilate saw that he could do nothing but that instead a riot was starting 
He took some water, washed his hands before the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. You take care of it yourselves. End of quote. In the half-trap portion of the readings for this week, Yahweh confirms that he will pursue justice on behalf of his people and to the shame of those who had laughed at and abused them in the time of their troubles. When they were leaving Egypt, they left in haste, but this time around, they would not leave in haste. Reading from Isaiah chapter 51 from verse 1 to 12, Wake up, wake up, clothe yourself with strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful clothes, O Jerusalem, consecrated city, for uncircumcised and unclean pagans will no longer invade you. Shake off the dead, get up captive Jerusalem, take off the iron chains around your neck, O captive daughter Zion. For this is what Yahweh says, you were sold for nothing, and you will not be redeemed for money. For this is what the sovereign Yahweh says, in the beginning my people went to live temporarily in Egypt. Assyria oppressed them for no good reason. And now what do we have here, says Yahweh. Indeed my people have been carried away for nothing, those who rule over them town saying, Yahweh, and my name is constantly slandered all day long for this reason my people will know my name for this reason they will know at that time that i am the one who says here i am how delightful it is to see approaching over the mountains the feet of a messenger who announces peace a messenger who brings glad tidings who announces deliverance who says to zion your mighty one reigns listen your watchmen shout in unison they shout for joy for they see with their own eyes yahweh's return to zion in unison, give a joyful shout, audience of Jerusalem. For Yahweh consoles his people, he protects Jerusalem. Yahweh reveals his real power in the sight of all the nations. The entire earth sees our mighty one. Deliver. Leave, leave. Get out of there. Don't touch anything unclean. Get out of it. Stay pure. You will carry Yahweh's consecrated items. Yet do not depart quickly or live in a panic. For Yahweh goes before you, the mighty one of Israel. Is a rear guard. Next week we shall be um, treating Parasha Kizetsi when you go out. Since about 33 in the common era, the assembly of Yahweh, also known as the sect of Nazarenes, has maintained in practice and in teaching or doctrine one flock, one foundation, following the way. Peace to you and thank you for reading. Join me next week for a new episode.